And now we are closer to kickoff, just mere hours away. And I got to be honest with you, I'm feeling a little, a little bit better. Not great, but a little, mostly because the Minnesota Vikings went out there and embarrassed themselves on Thursday night, which was great. That is that is something that is giving me life at the moment. This is one of those things that my team is so bad or has been performing so poorly. Like I can just kind of enjoy the fact that Minnesota is out there. And again, like I said on Sunday after they lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that we should, you know, not celebrate too hard because we have our own game to play. But now that we have a little bit of room in between these, I think I'm going to go ahead and celebrate just a little bit, uh, just like we did last night when they lost to the Eagles and when they lost two weeks ago or a week ago to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Speaking of which, that's our opponent this week, and we're going to be talking about it with J.C. Allen. So, Sammy, I don't want to wait any longer. Let's start the show. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back. Justin Fields making magic happen. There goes Fields. Touchdown. The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. I am the aforementioned Adam Rank. We've got a great show for you lined up today. We've got some things to go over. We've got some feelings to work through. But right now, it is time for Rank's Rival. And joining us here this week, he is a reporter for the Bucks Report. Or excuse me, he's a reporter for the Bucks Game Day. I'm so sorry, JC. Let's bring on JC Allen. Buddy, how are you? I'm so sorry. I already, I already botched, I already botched it right off the top. It's all good. Yeah, I'm over here with uh, Bucks Game Day, powered by Sports Illustrated, which is a lot of fun over there. Just joined them this season after spending two weeks, uh, two years with Peter Report. So uh, excited to get things going over there, but excited to be here to chop it up with you about this matchup, Bucks. Uh, Bears. It seems like they've played each other so many times. Obviously, right. being together in that NFC Central Conference, Bears getting the edge by quite a few wins there. Uh, I think it's forty to twenty-one lifetime in sixty-one matchups. But the last couple of seasons have been a little bit different. So, and I think this game has a chance to uh, help the Bucks kind of even the edge a little bit in that matchup series. Well, I, I hope that one day that it doesn't turn out like it's turned out with the Packers where now we're well, be we're, we're behind them where we've owned because, you know, the Bears have been around forever. And like you said, in the NFC Central, a lot of the kids watching uh, today will be like, what do you mean? Like, yeah, there was an NFL Central division. The Bucks were a part of it for some reason. Oh, I know why, because the Cowboys didn't want to move out of the East and they wanted to get, keep all those natural rivals. But it's funny because like when you look at like these classic Walter Payton photos, a bunch of them are him leaping over the creamsicle clad uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it was pretty good. So it's pretty cool. So it is a little bit, not a rivalry, but there's history and it's right. cool. And it's a cool part of it. And even though I came out here and botched the intro, like Sin Cara, when he made his debut in the WWE, I'm sitting here before the show. And I want everybody to know this conversation is I, I was sitting there. Listen, I'll take a look. You know, I'm, I'm familiar with you. I remember you from the pewter report. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I go. Because I always question my I always want to know if somebody's a wrestling fan or not, because otherwise a lot of my references won't land. They just won't. And it's like and it's like somebody's sitting there. I do this hit for Canada. 
And poor Ivanka just sits there and she just smiles when I'm making references to Mr. Perfect. And that's just the way that it goes. And so then I made a, re a, a reference to Triple H not putting people over. And JC's all like, you're a wrestling fan? Like if there is what, I think I'm more known as a wrestling fan than a Bears. How do you, how do you not know this? I'm offended. Uh, my bad. You know, it's I'm so dialed in at work. I barely have time to look everywhere else. You know, I got the family, got a day job. I got everything. But now that I know, let's yeah, talk a little wrestling, too, if you want. Yeah, <laughs> we will. Listen, we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, I do want to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because it was awesome in week one. We were rooting for you. We wanted to see you go to Minnesota and win that game. <laughs> how how like what is up with the like? I had the Bucs coming into the season. I had them pegged for right around seven wins. I didn't think that Baker Mayfield was going to be as poor as people make him out to be. I had some questions about the squad, but how good could this Buccaneers team be? Well, I have them finishing at 10 and 7. My season predictions that came out last week. I think a lot of people were overlooking the Caleb Williams sweepstakes was never going to happen with this Bucks right. team. A lot of people, you know, that media, national media just, you know, they're not local guys, so they don't understand. They just look at this, the, the roster and say, yeah. Three and three and fourteen, um, but this Bucks team has so much talent on it. I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Tristan Wirfs. You look on the defensive side, um, you know, Levante David, Devin White, Vita Vea, Antoine Winfield Jr. There's just too much talent for this team to fail. Uh, Todd Bowles is an incredible defensive coordinator. We saw that last week. His ability to make adjustments in game, his ability to get his players in the right position to make turnovers. Um, and I just thought that this is a team that is being severely overlooked. It all is going to ride right with live or die with Baker Mayfield. But even that, Baker Mayfield, through five years of his career, had seven head coaches, six offensive coordinators. It's not a recipe for success. And the one year that he did have good success was in a version of the system that the Buccaneers run now under under new offensive coordinator Dave Canales. Um, so, you know, they were 11-5 and five that year. He had his best statistical season. And quite frankly, if the if the Browns' defense could have stopped Chad Henney on, on fourth and 13, they're going to the AFC Championship game, and the whole landscape of the picture might – he might not even be available. So, you know, the season is going to ride and die with Baker Mayfield. But week one was off to a good start. Offensive started slow. But once they, they made those adjustments and switched into the different things that were, were working. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Because when I was going to do my preseason predictions, I really did believe for initially. I was worried about Todd Bowles being in a, in a situation similar to what Lovey Smith was in last year with the Houston Texans. You look at. A lot of the things that were going on, but as you said, as you started to investigate this team and investigate this roster, you're like, okay, there's a lot better. And they're in a division that's still winnable. You know, I, I took the Falcons to win this division, but it's not going to shock me if Tampa Bay ended up winning it. And one of the things, too, is that a lot of Bears fans, when they were looking at the schedule, they're like, well, we'll beat Green Bay. Well, Bucks win, and then our first loss is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. But it, it shows that people have been overlooking the Buccaneers. But what was with the story? And this concerns me because the Bears have struggled defensively uh, ever since, well, for a while now. But Baker Mayfield figured out the Vikings. Not that there's any great mystery, but Brian Flores <laughs> is a pretty decent coach. And Baker Mayfield figured everything out. What, what's the story there? Yes, yeah, so uh, Rashad White was on Bucks Total Access, and he was asked a question, and he kind of went off the rails with that one. He got quite a bit of a trouble uh, for for putting that out there in the universe, but you know Baker addressed it, and you know non addressed it. Uh, we asked 
uh, office coordinator Dave Canales. He's like, I'm not getting into that. Rashad got in trouble for that yesterday. But yeah, I mean, he's a smart quarterback. There's a reason people forget. There's a reason why he was taken number one overall. He's got the talent, finally healthy. He's mentally healthy. Um, you know, after dealing with all the things that he had that he's humbled. But yeah, I mean, he, he figured out the quarterbacks, uh, the signals from Brian Flores and, and, you know, I haven't seen a quarterback in a long time. You know, you saw if you watch that game, he's checking everything, making different calls. And that's one of the things about this offensive system that's so great, too, is that, um, you know, they can run multiple different plays out of the same formation um, and with the same personnel on the group. And, and that allows them to kind of uh, exploit what defenses are doing. And, and you saw that in that sec in that drive right before the second half. And especially after halftime, they came out, ran the ball, ran the clock down for nine minutes before scoring another touchdown and kind of take took uh, took away that entire third quarter from from the Vikings and uh, made it difficult for them to kind of mount that comeback. So, um yeah, Baker, he's a smart guy. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens this week. The Bears are kind of dealing with uh, some question marks. The defensive coordinator wasn't in the building yesterday. Um, so who knows if he's going to go. Obviously, Kyler, uh, Kyler Gordon got placed on injured reserve yesterday for the Bears. So, you know, a little bit of an edge for, for Baker Mayfield to kind of figure out potentially what's going on this week. Yeah, it's one of those things that I've been talking about all week with Baker Mayfield. And it, it's it's terrible for me to have to talk about this because I do have a duty, uh, you know, much like a doctor. Like I take a Hippocratic oath to everybody to give everybody the proper fantasy analysis when possible. But I like Baker. Like I've been telling people, like if you lost Aaron Rodgers, if Aaron Rodgers was your starting fantasy quarterback and you lost him, I'm like, why wouldn't you pick up Baker Mayfield? And especially, and I I still I still need to look to see who was running the most slot routes for you guys, whether it was Palmer, it was Godwin. Okay, so. Kyler Gordon is the slot corner. And yeah. so Tyreek Stevenson's is going to be lined up on Mike Evans or Palmer. And the, the backup is going to be on Chris Godwin, who could have a huge game this week as well. And so Baker does concern me because I've, I've, I've liked Baker. I, I think Baker is a pretty good quarterback. And like, like you said, with all the coordinators and all the head coaches, very reminiscent of what Jay Cutler went through in his career. And I don't know. Uh, they're both. Yeah, Alex Smith goes through this a lot. And so I think that given an opportunity, he might make something here uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And speaking of fantasy, though, I'll get this out of the way. Underdog fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy football. It's simple to get started. You go to underdogfantasy.com or better yet, download the app, the Underdog Fantasy app, because it keeps you up to date on all the injuries. Puka Nakua suddenly popped up on the injury list. I found out because I have the Underdog app. So you go there, you sign up, first-time users, if you use the promo code SICK, your initial deposit will be matched up to $100. It is a great way to get started. We're going to be doing a guillotine league. And JC, I don't know if you've ever done a guillotine league. These are fun. And uh, my friends and I just started getting involved in it. Underdog Fantasy is the place where you need to play in guillotine leagues. My friends, we try to do it with some of the other platforms, and we're doing it by hand. Underdog Fantasy takes all that. like They do it for you. You can start one in like week four. And uh, get like 10, 15 people. Go at it. You're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, keep a lookout for that. But Underdog Fantasy is a great place to play fantasy football. So we're worried about all those guys. Speaking of fantasy football, though, you mentioned Rashad White. I love I love this Sean Tucker. He didn't get a lot of run in that first game. Is there ever going to be a chance that he could take over or, do, or the Bucks committed in the short term to Rashad White? 
I think Rashad for the short term is definitely the guy. I mean, last they, he left a lot of meat on the bone last week. There was uh, times where he made the wrong cut and just kind of ran into tackles instead of you know getting the getting into the open space and moving the moving the ball downfield a little bit better. But he was really upset with himself after that game. I think Sean Tucker's got a lot though, that, and he'll be pushing him. He's he's the fastest guy in the room. Um, and you kind of saw what he was able to do when he came in, uh, got, picked up a key first down. Uh, he's also, for a rookie, especially an undrafted guy, tremendous in pass protection and can utilize him out of the backfield as well. So he's he's definitely a good handcuff. Dynasty leagues definitely hold on to him as well. But um, I think, Rashad, this is his backfield until he proves that he can't do it. Now, it's always going to be a committee, right? Unless you have yeah. one of those top tier teams, I mean, even last week, Derrick Henry was out snapped by Tajay Spears, which was crazy. Um, but you know, you look at it, and teams are going to more of that. You know, Bijan Robinson out snapped by Tyler Algier. There, there could be a point in time where Sean Tucker does out snap Rashad White, but right now this is his backfield. Uh, they're going to give him every opportunity to show he can be the guy. They love his vision, his patience, his natural running ability, his uh, pass blocking, his receiving out of the backfield. He can be kind of – they've got three – three. they feel like they have three three down backs on there with Chase Edmonds as well that can do a little bit of everything, and you can call them in any situation. So Rashad White's the guy, um, but Sean Tucker will be breathing down his down his neck at some point this season, I think. JC, I appreciate you dropping the fantasy knowledge like that. Carmen Vitale is was always she's always scared. She's always scared. Like I don't know anything about. Fa- I'm like, do you know snap counts? Like it, it's really easy. Like you don't have to. I'll I'll convert the points for you. You just tell me who's going to be the person. And so I love that kind of insight about this team. Sean Tucker, though, it feels to me, and this is just this is my conjecture. You're obviously in the building. I am not. Sean Tucker feels to me a lot like last season when everybody had Ramadre Stevenson and then they dropped him and then four weeks into the year, everybody's scrambling to get him back on their roster. I think there's a lot of people who at my behest picked up Sean Tucker last week. I'm like, you get, just pick him up. Like see what happens. And now every, like he's getting dropped all over the place. People like, ah, you are wrong. You don't know anything. I feel like this is going to be one of those things that we're in the mid part of the season. We're talking about all these people who dropped Sean Tucker and now they're chagrined and now they're morose. Um, I hope that doesn't start this week because I want the Bears to do well. But one of the things that really concerns me... Oh, real quick, the biggest thing on Sean Tucker that stunk, right, is because I'm in a group uh, I'm in a group fantasy league with some of my friends down here in Tampa and everything. And I actually broke the news that Sean Tucker was going to be RB2. So, like, oh, they, like no. I was trying to hold on to that. You got it. So you, got, you can't do that. Yeah. It was so late. The draft was, like, a week and a half later, though. So I'm like, oh, I've got to break this. But at the same time, like, and then I got scooped on Sean Tucker by my friends. <laughs> it, that's the kind of thing that's so frustrating sometimes because I play in my league of record with my friends that I grew up with. Uh, there's a couple of Rams fans. So obviously we go, we were doing our draft and everybody outside of one person. So nine of the 10 guys were able to show up. It was a great time. And the two Rams fans, they, they cornered me. They're like, hey, what's up with Cooper Cup? And I'm like, and this is before everything really broke. And I'm like, you know, I go, I go Cooper Cup's more injured than they're letting on. Like he's, he's probably going to eventually go on. I, I just have this feeling. It wasn't announced. They're like, okay, okay, thanks. And they're like, well, who is the guy? And I'm like, again, like we're, we're sitting there for our draft, but I still feel like, again, like I, I, I equate myself with being a doctor. No, I'm, I don't, but I'm like, I, you know, I'm their friend, you know? And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The guy that they really love is Puka Nakua. Like I know a lot of people don't know him. And then one of the guys uh, went, actually played football at Washington. And obviously knew him and was 
like, oh my God. So like Puka Nakua, like nobody drafted Cooper Cup for three rounds. And then Puka Nakua goes in the 10th. Like it's tough for us. The kind, like our advantages that we would have, we give up to our friends. So it's always like a, a little bit of a disappointment. Right. And uh, speaking of advantages, it feels like um, last week, at least for the Bears, Jordan Love was the least pressured quarterback in the NFL. Justin Fields was the most pressured quarterback. Let's get into the into the trenches here. How are the Bucks looking on the trenches? Are is Justin Fields going to be running for his life? Are we going to be able to get to Baker Mayfield? What's going on there? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a day of pressures for Justin Fields for in back-to-back weeks. So Shaq Barrett looked really good. I mean, I know he's coming off the Achilles, but he, he's such an underrated run setter, but it's still a really capable pass rusher. There were times Vita Vea just blew up in the backfield and, and created for everybody else. Antoine Winfield Jr. has 10 sacks in four years for the Bucks. He can come at any time off the edge. Joe Trinchenko looks really good as well. Um, he's able to get to the quarterback. Um, and there's going to be a lot of pressure, I feel, on him. As far as the offensive line for the Buccaneers, Luke Gedeke, who's making that switch back to right tackle, his college position, um, and Cody Mock were the two question marks, right? One's a rookie, one's a second-year guy. Less than ideal arm length if you want to you know, go on that route. But they did let up, let up one sack on the day to Daniel uh, Hunter. Um, but it was kind of really on Baker Mayfield. Uh, the, it just kind of collapsed in tremendous effort by him. So when you see that the Vikings get four sacks against the Eagles line, um, and uh, Jalen, uh, Justin, um, what's his name? Hurt, uh, Jalen Hurts. Jaylen that kind of gives you like a, a pause, like hmm, maybe the Bucks offensive line wasn't as bad as some people thought. And I think, you know, the more time they have chemistry, continuity together they only played like three drives in the preseason. That's one of the things without those, that fourth preseason game, you're seeing less and less starters play on, play in the preseason so with more continuity and time and chemistry together i think they're going to be um go from like a potential weakness of this team not to a strength but to something that's not a liability at all and tristan where just uh, he's going to be the highest paid left tackle in the league at the end of this year he's just incredible yeah he was a great pickup and again that started the the super bowl run obviously you bring in tom brady but the key was getting in tristan Wirfs, who just right. solidified that offensive line right off the bat and it's been great. And so I think that this is the most troubling thing for a lot of us Bears fans is that, again, coming into the season, we're like, well, this will win the Bucks game. And now it's the more and more as I get into this week and the more and more I feel about it, I feel like I just want the Bears to look like they have an identity. I think that's the number one thing. Like, look like you have a game plan this week. I don't know. Uh, last week was not encouraging that from that respect. And you guys, and like, and that's the thing. And like Todd Bowles, you know, again, like a, a a guy who didn't quite work out with the New York Jets. You think if it's kind of an afterthought pick, perhaps, you know, as the national media was mistakenly putting them into the Caleb Williams Derby, not the case. And this team looks pretty good and it looks solidified. Now, before I let you go, I do have to ask you, I don't know if you're the proper age to ask this question too. So if I, if I'm, if you weren't alive for this, uh, you can let me know Monday night wars. Were you DX or were you NWL? Oh my gosh. The generation X baby. I was, I was loyal to WWE. I, fl- it was one of those flipping, you know, I'd flip over, flip back, mm-hmm. flip over, flip over. But yeah, I was loyal to WWE. I love the NWO. I definitely one of the most iconic groups of all time, but you know, I was, I was at WWE stone cold, the rock 
D-Generation X. Those those are my guys. Uh, why were you on the WCW side? Yeah, I was a huge uh, WCW mark. I was uh, I because I love Diesel. I love Shawn Michaels, Diesel, and Razor Ramon, and I love those guys. So when they jumped over, and the kids today don't understand, you were watching it. We didn't have the benefit of the internet of everything oh being God, tipped off. Crazy. They just like and they they made it seem like it was a real like oh my god like Razor Ramon is on Nitro for whatever yes. reason like what's going on and they and they even leaned into it until the lawyers got involved right. and said like hey knock that off uh, you can't quite you know this is WWE or WWF at the time intellectual property so i was fully invested in the NWO i do know and it felt oh, like yeah. WCW was going to take over but i think that the huge thing was is my friend uh, who's like whose house we would go over to watch the pay-per-views and stuff when we were kids. We were going, I ordered a WC, I ordered an NWO shirt at the same time that he ordered an Austin 316 shirt. My WCW shirt came within like four days. It had a bunch of swag and like extra things and stickers and keychains and all this stuff. Like they were going overboard to make right. me a fan. The, the inventory for Austin 316 shirts were so sold out my friend didn't get his for three months later. And at that point, you're like, maybe the WWE is bigger than we thought. And so, you know, well, and NWO, Austin, was it black and red for you or was it black and white for you? Always, always black and white. I didn't get in. Although once they got into the Wolfpack stuff, you just started, I you started. Like, I mean, it is, it was good. It was good. Cause it, cause it was Nash and I no, Insane. Yeah. It was Nash. Yeah. I mean, I love WCW too. I, I'm big, you know, I'm Dallas Page. Uh, I love, you know, um, you know, Booker T over there as well. I liked a lot of the things they were doing. I just was, WWE was so raw and cutting edge. I just, I was, I was hooked on that. You know, when Stone Cold or, or DX or Rock were doing a promo, I was must see TV, you know. Right. And then Kane yeah. came around too, like uh, Shawn Mike. I just, yeah, so. Uh, I loved WCW, but and uh, WWF was always my thing. So that was. I, like I was yeah, gonna say, I, I, I was, I'm, I'm happy too because Royal Rumble just got announced in Tampa. So like, I'm so stoked. Like, I can't wait to go to that. There's our tie into Tampa. Yes, the Royal the Royal Rumble is my favorite pay per view. So perhaps Easy. I will I will join you down there. You know, what? I'm gonna start Sweet. making my arrangements. I'm gonna start making my arrangements now to be in Tampa for the Royal Rumble. But JC, I want to thank you uh, for coming in and talking a little bit about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It doesn't make me feel better about what's going to be happening this weekend. And I think it's partly my own fault because I have um, so much uh, angst with the Chicago Bears right now. But I want to thank you and let everybody know where they can follow you, where they can keep up to date with you. Uh, so when this week's, because obviously if anybody's listening to this, uh, a great fantasy insight too. So where can we follow you? Where can we see your work? Yeah, I always say I'm a fan of football first. If my team was to disappear off the planet, I would still follow the league. So if you're one of those people who just want to know about football, be well informed and learn more about the Buccaneers, especially this week. You guys can follow me at JC Allen NFL on Twitter. We one stop shop for all bucks, whether it's my amazing content I'm putting out, which I think is amazing. Anything that has to do with the Buccaneers related stats, analysis, tape breakdowns, all on my page. You can follow it there and you can find all my work at Bucks Game Day, powered by Sports Illustrated. So at Bucks Game Day is where you can find all of my work. At JC Allen NFL is my Twitter page. Please give me a follow. I'll follow you guys back. And I appreciate you having me on here. Great to chop no. up with you. No, this was excellent. Thank you so much. And I'm sure I'll be hitting you up over the next couple of weeks being like, when is it Sean Tucker's turn? Uh, but we appreciate you uh, joining <laughs> us here today. There he goes, the great 
JC Allen, thank him so much for being here. A little bit of an insight. Sorry for everybody. I mean, listen, I, I sometimes I indulge myself and talk a little bit about professional wrestling. And speaking of indulging yourself, Game Room Chicago, located at the historic Chicago Athletic Association Hotel right across from Millennium Park, features billiards, shuffleboard, skee-ball, pop-a-shot, and more. And it has plenty of space to watch your favorite football game, like perhaps this weekend when the Bears are on the road in Tampa Bay. With a menu featuring Michelin-starred chef, Mari Katsumura's snack foods, beer towers, a weekend Bloody Mary bar, and shareable signature cocktails, Game Room Chicago is the place to be for and on game day. They will be showing all the games in addition to the Bears, and it's a classy establishment. Sometimes when you're sitting there and you want to bring a, a person who it might not necessarily be a huge football fan, might not necessarily be a Bears fan, but if you take them to some place like Game Room Chicago, it is an experience. It is classy. You feel good about yourself. It's not like going to some dive. And listen, some, uh, listen. sometimes you want to go to a dive. That's fine. Sometimes you want to class it up a little bit. Game Room Chicago is the place to be. I hope to get there this season. Oh, I want to do it. And I'm going to dress like George Hallis. I'm going to have on, I'm going to have on the fedora. No ball caps. I'm going to put on a fedora. I'm going to put on a tie, and it's going to be a great time. Now, I do want to say this. And so I'm a little, I want to, I want I want to put this out there because I know a lot of, I've seen a lot of people talking about this over the last couple of days and we're talking about Justin Fields in the future. And I don't think that anybody's giving up on Justin Fields. I still think that Justin Fields is going to be an excellent quarterback in the NFL. He is going to be, I hope that it is with the Chicago bears. I want it to be successful, but at the same time, we have to look at the situation rationally. There was something about this team that we saw on Sunday that was disturbing. It was a lack of, somehow, a lack of preparation, a lack of awareness or a lack of urgency or anything. The Packers came in with a game plan. The Bears looked like somebody woke them up that morning. You're like, you got to run to the stadium. We're going to play a game. You're like, what? Okay, I've seen people show up late for golf more prepared. You know, like when you show up to a golf, like you're sitting there and your buddy shows up and you guys are already on the tee box. They show up, they're digging through their bag for some golf balls, some tea. Oh, you have a tea. Uh, what's the yardage? Can you give me it? Like, no, have your stuff prepared. Be ready to go. And that's one of the things that's the most disappointing about this week is that not only did the Bears show up late, scrambling to find, you know, uh, their yardage sticks or whatever, uh, they also had Starbucks in their head. Like, you had time to stop on your way here to get coffee, but you're not prepared and you're making me wait here on the tea box. That needs to change this week. And, you know, we saw last year after an embarrassing loss to the Commanders, it was a mini-buy, but they went into New England with a solid game plan, taking advantage of Justin Fields' skill set and everything like that. That's what I hope happens. That's what I want. I've actually now gone to the point where I don't – I'm not necessarily – I want to win. I want to be victorious. What I really want to see now is I'm starting to get, like, knocked off my perch of perhaps this team being a playoff squad, but more of the fact, like, just have a plan. Last year when the Lions were struggling two and six, at least you would watch some of their games like, okay, they're competitive. They're a little bit fun. I want this team, like, I'm now longing for the time last year when the Bears were losing but were entertaining, scoring 30 points and losing. Like, do something. Like, show me signs of life. And so I hope that next week, when we sit down with Tyler Scott on Tuesday, when we do take it to the rank with Carmen Vitale, when we're doing rank, that we have something to draw on 
that leads us to believe that this team could be doing something and moving in the right direction. That's how that's where it's come to. I've gone from I hope we win the division to I hope we were just invested. We have a game plan and I want to see more effort. I want to see stuff out of Chase Claypool. I want to see uh, more targets for DJ Moore. DJ Moore's done well against this team. Go out there and I want to win. But just show me something. So again, I I am positive. Listen, you look around the league. Lamar Jackson struggled. Some other quarterbacks struggled. Nobody's talking about that. We only they only talk about Justin Fields, JTO Sullivan, all those guys, uh, Tim Jenkins, all those. The only guys they care about are Justin Fields. He he draws clicks because we're the Bears and we're that kind of fan base, which is good and bad. But listen, let's go out. Let's regroup. Let's go have a day against Tampa Bay. Don't be discouraged. Show up. Do what you can. We'll be there. We'll be ready to go. I want to thank everybody for being here today. JC Allen was great. Great guest. We're going to have to have him on. I, I think, again, at some point, we're going to probably start bringing him on just to talk fantasy uh, and maybe a little bit of wrestling. But he was a great guest. We loved having him. Uh, we love having all of you here. Thank you so much for leaving your comments. Make sure you like and subscribe. Perhaps share this with one of your friends. If you are in the Southern California area, we will be going back to Rip Beer Company this week. Unfortunately, it's AYSO Picture Day which means we will be a little bit late. So the commander's guy who is also there a lot too, he's, he's coaching the extras team. So we're both talking about this. Like, should we send, should we send somebody ahead of time, but go there. We'll be at rip beer company at some point on Sunday uh, to watch the bears be victorious over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And of course, if you're in this Chicago land area, game room, Chicago is the place to be. So for everybody here, including Sammy, my guy, go ahead and play us out, bear down and we'll see you on Tuesday. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy.